Has the heat dried out your uh, your your humors, if you will? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, it's hot, and I thought my ex-wife was hot. <laughs> it's a, oh. such a that doesn't work because you're saying a nice thing about your ex-wife, which is not something <laughs> no. That's a boomer the character. That's the new character. That's this new character who boomer comic misses his ex-wife. Yeah, has really strong <laughs> feelings still about his ex-wife, <laughs> who thinks he's she was incredibly hot. But he, he takes it out and just in his tone. Boy, you think you're a nice person. Wait till you meet my ex-wife. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> she's so she's really nice. You just have to master the art of, of swallowing a sob almost yeah. imperceptibly. But you think you're bad at swallowing. Uh, <laughs> meet my new girlfriend. <laughs> she's bad at swallowing foods. So I have to chew them. I have to chew them for her first. She's like a baby bird. <laughs> That's right. My ex-wife left me and now I'm dating a bird. <laughs> <laughs> Long ago in a distant land. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Tuesdays, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for turning on your um, your box from Google or your box from Apple's. Uh, who else makes a box? Japan, Samsung. Yeah, wherever your box, wherever you got your box. Thanks for putting our t- thanks for putting our bits in that box. It's Saturday <laughs> Morning Tuesdays. It's an adult podcast about children's cartoons. I'm your host Rory. I'm Andy, and I'm Austin. You guys, we did we did an interesting. Uh, we made a we made a we made a bet last week <laughs> that what we were gonna do today was gonna be worth our time and yours. And uh, boy, if that t- if if that if that flipped quarter didn't land right on its side, uh, I'm not I'm not positive which uh, which way this thing is gonna land. Yeah, that's that's legit. I mean, we <laughs> we kept. I think I think to be to be a little more specific and less sort of riddle mouthed, uh, we <laughs> oh, riddle mouth. Oh, here comes here, yeah, here comes Andy, <laughs> fighter of the riddle mouth. <laughs> <laughs> we we thought maybe pole position would be worth uh, uh, at least a potential couple weeks, maybe three weeks, uh, but I think we've all reached the decision that one and done is where it lives. So this is a special now. I guess you can say we've Greeked it again. Uh, yes. <laughs> we've done Greeked it again. And uh, we overestimated how much content we could get out of a piece of shit piece of content. So, uh, but yeah. you're going to have a really great special tonight. You're going to really enjoy the bit the week of we've scrabbled together, the little dough scraps we've pieced together to make a whole cookie um, out of pole position. <laughs> Well, interestingly enough, that Greek, uh, the Greek arc that we tried to do started with uh, with Ulysses 31. And uh, that was also created by our favorite sort of mad Frenchman of animation, Jean Chalopin. Oh, we oui, oui. So, you know, he he, he has a he has a, a track record that ex- it basically has one success, uh, Inspector Gadget, and then a bunch of other things. Like Botsmaster, which yeah, also Yeah, Botsmaster. 
uh, Arthur and the Knights of Justice. Uh, he produced Kid Video. He was also producer on Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling, though. So we can't we oh, can't put right. him completely into the trash can. Okay, but yeah, but yeah, it's another it's another one of these. And uh, I don't know. I had, I had a good time watching it. It was. I uh-huh. mean, the theme song is an absolute maybe maybe top three, maybe top one. If I was to be like <laughs> had a gun to my head of, of all cartoon theme songs, Pole Position is incredible. It's in it's in my top five for sure. And and I think pretty much every entry in the top five is Heim Saban and Chucky Levy. It's just yeah. those two mad geniuses who, who kept creating bangos. Bangos. <laughs> they made them. That's a cereal that they tried. And, and <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I guess I guess to be truth be told, Mask would edge pole position out for best theme song of all time. But yeah, top three. It's it's so good. You're gonna hear it in about a minute when we're done yakking about the the, the big picture, and you're gonna you're gonna vibe, as the teens say. You're gonna vibe. Check that vibe. It's there. You vibed. I have a hotter take for top one. If we're gonna be if we're comparing notes. Okay. Yeah. For, hit me. Mazinger Z. <laughs> you gotta okay. you gotta throw it to Mazinger. <laughs> <laughs> Mazinger's good. One of these days, we're gonna watch Mazinger Z. And it's you're gonna, gonna have turn to into happen. a butterfly. Uh, <laughs> you sh- we should just, just so anybody else knows what you're talking about, we should just clip drop like a second of it. <laughs> just a, just a tease. Ugh, it tastes so good. It's very tasty. So pole position. Uh, we've been wanting to do pole position for a while, just because it's been living in that pantheon of of similar shows of, of like of sweet bangers of 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 marmalade and, and maple syrup that you just you just <laughs> lap it right you out of the can ladle up on your pancakes <laughs> <laughs> well it's that that song has lived rent free in my head for years uh-huh <laughs> like yeah I, I i couldn't get it out we have to we, we do have to we, we briefly talked in our facebook thread before we started recording tonight about uh the other sort of pedigree that this show comes from uh, Austin, I think you got to tell me. Um, okay. So there, once upon a time, there was a man named Sheldon and he started out very young. Uh, and, but that wasn't the end of his story. No, no. Sheldon grew up and had a lot of great friends, uh, like Penny and the other ones. Um, uh, and, and that started the big bang at the beginning of the universe, I believe. Um, yeah, and that was created by a man named Chuck Lorre. Chuck Lore, Lorre. I think I think Lorre. Yeah, and he also did the the two men, the two men plus one, and and a, a little bit less. Um, <laughs> two men, two and, men and, and change. Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just sort of every upsetting sitcom that's happened in the last twenty years or so mm-hmm. uh, was Chuck Lorre, and and he also wrote the all the bad jokes for Pole Position, I assume. <laughs> I also assume the, that they just sort all of all the real, the real wet farts that yeah. died anything on the that vine. we don't like today. Anything that we don't like, I think that that was pretty much just Chuck. I think that was all right. Chuck, the nothing Sheldon his, father. Uh, yeah, nothing but his. He just from his cave of uh, it just that's just written on the walls over and over. Is one day there'll be a Sheldon in blood and feces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of this is in service to Sheldon to yeah. grow my career <laughs> to a point at, at which I can Where create I can bring Sheldon. everybody the I can bring everybody Bazinga. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is Bazinga Z? Is that anything? Bazinga Z. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I oh, hate it. God, 
Yeah. All right. Um, so, so Pole Position is a show about people uh, who drive cars in a stunt show, like they're stunt drivers of like Formula One racer type magic cars, but they're also like secret government investigative agents. Uh, fill in the blanks there. I don't really, I don't really know how to how better to explain their like big picture concept. It's weird. They're yeah. full trash. They're, it's basically these these this brother and sister who seem like basically chauffeurs for robots. These robots live in these little boxes. <laughs> yeah. They have they have no yeah. arms and legs, so they have to you know the robots do everything cool in the show. So yeah, uh, mm-hmm. the stunt drivers while they apparently have some sort of stunt driving prowess. They're still worse at driving than the magic robots. They're not trained secret agents. They're not uh, secret no. agents at all. And they apparently not like Greg still... Dupont. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, but this show was also based on a video game. Uh, in I name mean, kind only, of. it was. It was. They had the license for the game, which was just a driving, a car driving game. Uh, simple as that. And the the cars were named in. Uh, were named the cars in the show, so they were wheels and roadie. Wheels speed and boat, roadie. Thank you. Speedboat and then the ro- <laughs> speedboat and the and the and the fresh prince would be what I would have called them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would have named mine. I would have named one Grace and one Frankie. Oh, oh that's good too. Oh, I, I like, like naming things that aren't boats after boats. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> So yeah, it's weird. It's like the there there's three siblings. It's Tess, Dan, and their little sister Daisy. Uh, and their parents died. I don't really know if we know how their parents died. They died horribly in a stunt driving accident. And sure, apparently cool. then uh the dad's brother, uh, what, Dr. Zach? Wheelchair Zach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dr. Zach is like, you know what you kids should do is keep doing that, I guess. Um <laughs> Yeah, keep, keep driving doing stunt driving how your parents died, but also we're going to just add secret agent, the safest of professions on top. Uh, yeah. And hopefully you won't die in a horrible way just like your parents did. Yeah. A bit fewer secret agents die than lumberjacks every year. Wow, that's, that's an actually, interesting question. That's probably true. It depends on what time. Uh, <laughs> what time? You know, late, <laughs> late 80s? <laughs> oh. oh, I thought it was like... <laughs> I thought you were going to be like at 8 a.m. <laughs> the culling hour where secret agents <laughs> If a tree falls in the forest at 4.30. <laughs> and smashes a secret agent into bits. Hey, you know what? I think it's time that we turn our supercars into submarines and dive right in. From now on, like your parents were, you are the secret force of whole position. They're moving real fast, they're the only ones who can get there on time. Okay, sis. And never too far behind, they're always fighting crime. It's not time, Dad. Ready when you are, Rhodey. In the danger zone. Pretty soon they'll be off on a mission. Hydrofoil mode, Rhodey. Hydrofoil engaged, Dan. What's behind this? Welcome back. Uh, Austin and I are, are tied up, sort of evil supervillain style in, in Dr. Rory Riddlemouth's cave. <laughs> and we can't get out. We're sort of waiting for uh, for our supercars to. to show up and do all the work. Uh, meanwhile, Rory tells us a bunch of really contrived I just, I riddles. I just tell you riddles. I just tell you internet riddles. I don't ask you riddles. <laughs> you just look them up. 
<laughs> he's just got a smartphone out and it's so boring you guys but <laughs> but we watched episode one of pole position which is called the code so hold on what if the riddler and batman just like looked up riddles and was like tell me this batman found some new good riddles check these out check out this just, meme <laughs> batman's just like come on edward just send me a link just send me a link on facebook i don't have time for this Uh, So here's the synopsis of episode one. Uh, A rogue pole position agent. Wow, we're really getting into the spoilers really fast. Uh, A rogue pole position agent by the name of Greg Dumont, a love interest of Tess, is hired by a criminal mastermind by the name of Vance to steal the control codes to Rhodey and Wheels in an attempt to get his hands on the high-tech cars and use their AIs to destroy pole position. Okay, so... First first thought. Yeah. A, a man who was outside in the rain without an umbrella or hat <laughs> didn't get a single hair on his head wet. Why? <laughs> he was bald. You guys have failed the riddle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. They, Andy just lost a finger. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, what is He's like a he's like like riddle jigsaw. What has many keys but can't <laughs> no, open a single finger. lock? A piano. No. Oh, what shit? That's that bullshit. Been a good that's a that's a good answer. Yeah, it's a good uh, answer. Florida. I, oh, that's a very good answer. <laughs> it's right. It's Florida. It's referring to Florida. <laughs> shit. No, I've lost a finger. Oh no. <laughs> but it's your good one. Yeah. Uh. I have to. I have, I have a big question. It's not a riddle, though. Maybe it is a riddle. It's about the central. The show is a riddle. You better not this be has... asking any riddles in my case. <laughs> <laughs> the central conceit of this show or this episode specifically, we've got this this evil man Vance. We don't know why he wants to destroy pole position. Am I wrong? We have no idea about his motivation no idea. other than no, like, no idea. And for like the most it... part, he just sends knowing nods to to uh, to Greg. The, Oh, it is Greg. That's what I thought. Oh, Greg Dumont. I said Dupont the first time. Ah. Uh, I got my head. Yeah, Greg Dumont, who they refer to by his full name the entire episode. <laughs> Greg Dumont. You mean Greg Dumont? <laughs> <laughs> it's not just any Greg. Yeah, but it's so weird. Like, A, we don't know what pole position even is or what they do or what they stand for other than just sort of secret agent whatevers. But B, right. we don't know what the villain doesn't like about them. No. Uh, also, pole position is the name, the outward facing name of their st- traveling stunt show is the pole mm-hmm. position like stunt show. And then there were the secret organization also known as pole position. Like, yeah. When- and this bad guy wants to destroy pole position. Their cover's blown. Their cover also, is yeah. just blown. So I sort of expected you would think and they, they already kind of completely uh, discard any artifice one episode into the show. Zero, I guess, because there hasn't. Anyway. You would think if their if their like cover is that they're a traveling road show, that they would at least like solve problems under the guise of going there with their road show. Mm-hmm. But uh-huh. they just do the road show how wherever they want and then they yeah. get sent on missions. Right. Yep. And then also the road show takes up a significant amount of their time. It's so much that it, it gets so in the way. It gets in the way time. of the important missions. It's not a <laughs> oh, cover. That too. It's yeah. just like it's like, hey, you guys really need to go, yeah, hold on. We're uh we're doing a road show and you know, we're doing a show right now. So like All right, well when the show is over. <laughs> in the first episode they get a they get like a red alert, a level three red alert, and we find out later that they almost never get these level three Mm-hmm. And they just they just fucking screen Doctor Zach's call. They're like, we're yes, in the middle of the show. 
I'll, I'll call him back later. He can leave a message. God, this I don't know everything. Everything about the the the, the just base conceit of the show is so mystifying. It's a it's oh a yeah. Riddle. Does that include uh, Kuma? Oh yeah. Oh, their their possum dog. <laughs> or yes, their, their, their ra- ra- raccoon cat. cat. <laughs> yeah. So imagine. I like possum imagine, dog. Yeah. Imagine a cat with opposable human hands, and uh, that's kind of where we're getting at. Who yeah, can also know? Who also knows cat. how to yo-yo. Yeah. Also knows how to yo-yo and play cat's cradle. Um, I think he's talk, canonically but... a raccoon slash monkey hybrid. Uh, and his name, Kuma, in Japanese, means bear. So uh, oh, if you think boy. he's a cat, they think he's a monkey and a raccoon. They've named him after a bear. And I don't really know what we're supposed to get out of it. Other and than we that, don't you know, know why he's in the show. <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> no, they needed. Well, it's like it's the Speed Racer thing, right? Yeah. I mean, like if, the, if yeah. they're trying to get any sort of bones from Speed Racer, they need the, the little monkey to be the friend of the little. Yeah, They, the they little certainly sibling. are aping that convention. The kid in the show has a has a cute pet, but it's completely yeah. unaddressed or even really part of the show there's just a there's just a troublesome trash monster (laughs) just around it's almost like the whole like the the youngest daughter the the daisy the little sister daisy and her and kuma are like an expansion pack for this show that wasn't at (laughs) launch you know like it's it's something that they just kind of slipped in well they hit a kickstarter stretch goal yeah daisy makes no sense to the conventions of the show, but she is the only person who had any good lines in either episode sure. we watched. Oh yeah. yeah, other than the other than the computers, other than other the, than uh, the, the computers, AI, other than the sexy black computer. Uh, Wheels, Wheels is uh, voiced by Melvin Franklin, who used to be a member of the Temptations, the very real <laughs> R and B group, the Temptations. So they hired him so that he could be as sexy sounding as humanly possible. Yeah, uh, he comes which, yeah, which he's makes got, me feel he's better about show. wanting to fuck the car. He's got a deep voice. He's a sort of Billy D. Williams type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and he's a Ford Mustang. He's, he's bright red. He's God, a very he's a fuckable, fuckable car. car. <laughs> 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 Jinx. Uh, oh, Jinx. Well, only one mean, person at a time gets to ride <laughs> on the Mustang. Meanwhile, Rhodey is, uh, is a coupe. He's like a blue coupe. Uh, and he's the less interesting one, and so is his driver. Uh, cause, cause Wheels gets to be, uh, driven by Tess, and Tess is very cool, very attractive, very competent. Rhodey's so, driver is Dan, her brother, who is an absolute human piece of filth. He's a shit. He sucks he's so much. <laughs> yeah. uh, but also, okay, so, so we've got, we've established that there are these, these two robots who live in the cars, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they can be removed, they, and they wind up kind of looking like a portable TV set from the 80s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, with these handles on them. And Daisy just takes them and plays with them in some sort of like weird reverse. I have no mouth, but I must scream. She takes them, she takes them into her into her like dressing room and forces them into like into the into her into her childhood whimsies. Uh, it, let's also her, so their parents died horribly. <laughs> They're wearing the clothing of her dead parents. Yeah, she a hundred percent. Yes, it's so upsetting. She puts wigs and hats on them and plays family. She makes wheels be the mom, and he hates it. It's 
<laughs> Which was and kind then, of funny if it wasn't this weird, like, child gods torture program. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so upsetting. Like, like she has no, like, parent figures. Uh, Tess and Dan are not filling their roles out. at all. No. no. They're completely checked out. She needs somebody. And so she's turned to her two best robot friends. And... We we see this whole upsetting scene where she's putting wigs on them and stuff. Dan comes in and is like, it's time for bed. And afterwards, she sneaks back out to go and sleep inside Wheels' car with him because she needs to be near someone who cares about her. And and (laughs) let's be clear. And let's be also Wheels. Well, like when Wheels says something nice and his reward was he doesn't have to be the mom in this in this strange (laughs) in this strange game of how she's playing like she's fully aware of like what of of how much she is abusing these poor robots (laughs) yeah also you would think so the uncle the remaining like parental figure dr zach uh who is their uncle should be caring after daisy you would think that he's not no he just hangs out in a laboratory and you know, yells at them over com- well, it, over comms. I mean, we only we only see him in a video chat, and it kind of looks like he's basically in Bruce Wayne's mansion from the look of it. Yeah. It's like a fancy house. Daisy owns nothing besides a bunk bed in the back, or a fold-out bed in the back of a van. Yeah. In the back of a tour bus, rather, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's really, I don't know, it really... Yeah. <laughs> also, the, it's pretty grim. All three of these siblings look nothing alike. They all have completely no. different hair color. Um, mm-hmm. you know, one's shock, shocking blonde. One is like deep brown. The other, like Daisy's like a redhead. And, yeah. you know, the uncle is white, white hair. So like, there's no, you know, no connection in family whatsoever. Um, yeah. You know, they wanted, they wanted diverse, like a uh, diverse character designs. But if you're choosing to do a family, you don't get to have a diverse. Unless cat. you're you, explicitly bionic six. Uh-huh, in or which case, you're, death, a, yeah. you're a found family. Right, exactly, yes, which and is And they fine. fight for them. I fight for them, and they fight for me. We are right. a family. <laughs> as close as we can be. <laughs> All right. The mountains are deep as the sea. All right, tone it down. <laughs> uh, so so in terms of the, the what happens in this particular episode we talked about... Uh, after watching them sort of do like a, a stunt race through a bunch of hamster tubes, um, which is the very ridiculous tube. and seems incredibly unsafe, unsafe. Yeah, the super tubes. Uh, we 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 meet this guy named Greg, who uh, sorry, the audi- uh, full full name, please. Greg Dumont. Greg du- Thank you. Okay, Greg Dumont. <laughs> Uh, and we're, the audience is clued into the fact that Greg Dumont and this like unnamed spooker are in cahoots to sort of, like, do something bad. Uh, and he shows up and asks Tess out on a date. Greg Dumont and, and the spooky cahoots could be the Yeah, <laughs> yeah that other guy is also another unnamed... It's Vance, we'll find out later. But it's another sort of we'll old white, white-haired white man in a suit. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a lot of these guys that look very similar to one another. These sort of old men with mustaches and white hair. And, and you just, like, which one? It's... Yeah. It's all. I'm almost certain they're trying to re- like refresh uh, panels and uh, just get <laughs> get the most out of out of the least amount of work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because as we find out in the next episode, they get even sloppier with this. And yep. yes, yeah. they do. Just and just accidentally use Uncle Zach <laughs> for other characters. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, it's awful. It's so. It's a huge, such a huge fuck up. Um. But yeah. 
Yeah, it's so it's it's hard to tell who's who, um, except we know who Greg Dumont is. Yes, we do. Because, because they can't stop saying his name. <laughs> he's handsome and uh and he wants to he wants to take Tess out. Uh and although she's like, actually oh, I'm busy. sorry to interrupt and you, then, but for the number of times they say Greg Dumont, we actually don't learn anything about him. We hear that name five hundred times and yeah. we don't know in what context they know him or why. No, or absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like he he asks Greg Dumont asks uh, Tess out and she kind of gives him a noncommittal answer because she's busy and they've just had this like, you know, emergency level three call, which he should have been a part of because he, as we find out, is a pole position agent, the top dog. Yeah, I know. He's one. But but they blow him off to go do a mission without him. Well, they don't even know that he's part of pole position. That's what falls apart for me because there's only. Oh, I thought they did. I thought the end. No, no, I don't think so. Because they don't even talk about it at all. He just shows up and like I guess they seem to know him. Maybe that's maybe that's all that it is, but like it's weird. It's very weird. The fact that he's a pole position agent and that he was a double agent seems to both come out of nowhere. Certainly yeah. we as the audience were never informed that he was pole position. No, but he was a triple agent. Yeah, yeah. full on triple yeah. agent. There's a twist at the end of this episode and it just makes zero sense. Uh but I'm excited to sort of walk up to that moment. Yeah. Uh so anyway, the, the 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 only real important thing is that uh, Doctor Zach's big emergency is that he thinks the the like control codes to the cars have been stolen, so he wants to change them. And Greg Dumont, meanwhile, is listening outside with like a fucking doctor stethoscope uh, <laughs> on the outside of their van, listening and overhearing their conversation as they change the code. And so then he is able to go and take over Wheels's car. Uh, but what he doesn't know is that meanwhile Little orphan Annie is sleeping in the car. <laughs> yeah, she's like we said, she's gone out to have a sleepover with wheels. And so when he abducts wheels, he also accidentally abducts Daisy. And then the rest of the episode is sort of this big chase trying to catch up with him and with Spooker Vance, the legend of Spooker Vance. <laughs> um, and, and I was and actually this. I was most bummed out by the reveal that uh, Greg Dumont was a triple agent for the fact that for a, for a glimmering moment, there was some interesting character nuance where this guy who was clearly betraying his friendship with, uh, what's her face? Tess. Tess. And uh, selling out his, you know, selling them out, uh, wasn't a complete amoral monster. He accidentally uh-huh. abducted a girl and is trying to, like, solve that problem on the go. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's also the the moment after he drives off with uh with Daisy and the car, and then um our twins, our wonder twins, whatever, uh Tess and Dan. Dan. Tess and Dan have also Dan like kind of s- like witnessed something weird stuff happening, so he was also suspicious of what's going of on. Greg which, Dumont. Of Greg Dumont, which amounts to nothing. You know, I mean, so much of this this show has like set up that doesn't go anywhere and then mm-hmm. and then a payoff that doesn't come from anywhere because they didn't set up the payoff and they didn't pay off the setup. It's like yeah. <laughs> it's it's nonsensical. Uh, but but so they they realize that there's their little baby sister has been kidnapped in a car. And at that moment, Tess takes a full minute to stop and just sort of slowly <laughs> Think like, yeah. I just can't believe he'd steal wheels and take Daisy with him. I don't know what to say. I don't think it was Greg Dumont. Are you sure <laughs> it was Greg Dumont? 
You know, and then like they decide we to stop, and, and then we like, come back, and Tess is still grappling with it. Like I just don't know that this. And they're like, is what's "Get in the at- fucking car! Like, God, <laughs> <laughs> go after them!" Like she's more concerned. Yeah, she does it again once they're in the car driving. Like I just don't think it was Greg Dumont. Like no, it super was. Like. <laughs> And then the Not car, once, the, like, Rody corroborates. It's like, yeah, dude, it was totally Greg Dumont. He's on She's the like, radio well, with them being like, I've got your sister. <laughs> <laughs> this is Greg like, Dumont. It couldn't be Greg Dumont. <laughs> like, she's more upset about the fact that it's Greg Dumont than the fact that their little sister has been kidnapped and is <laughs> on, like, a dangerous, deadly car chase. Like, and, and, and again, she gets dropped off by Greg Dumont. Right, and yeah, then, because what and Rory then, was talking about, he has this, like, he doesn't want her dragged along in this either. He, like, he feels weird about having a little girl in the car while he's doing yeah. various shit. So he, like, just boots her out. Right. But then Vance picks her up in a helicopter, so, <laughs> so she's still kidnapped. Like, it doesn't, mm-hmm. like, it's none it's of true. it. None of it really amounts to anything. Like, but it could have amounted to something more interesting if he that wasn't a triple agent. period of time, agent. I thought right. I was maybe watching an interesting show. Agreed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, because then it's more interesting because we're watching a, uh, you know, a guy who has multiple levels. Like, he is yeah. doing something it's wrong, but he recognizes that there's a line. And there are threads yeah. that we're supposed to track. Yeah. Yeah. We we get a little bit of development of Dan as a character uh, in this, where we understand that Dan is the kind of racer and, and action character who will make a series of really bad acrobatics decisions. Uh, that also don't amount to anything substantive. Like he tries to jump. uh, He's seen it in the movie. So he tries to jump from his car to the roof of the other car and somehow winds up falling back inside the other, the, his, the original car. Yeah. Um, So that just didn't, that didn't go anywhere. The moral lesson of this episode seems to be never try very hard and just let the robot do it. Uh (laughs) Yeah. He also, Dan also jumps to the, to the, the helicopter strut of the helicopter and then ends up landing again back like he it, the helicopter one doesn't work either. It doesn't really pan out. And yeah, he just he, he safely lands back in his original car. <laughs> yeah. And I can't tell if it's just bad storytelling or if it's kind of if I kind of enjoy the fact that he it's like at this point a character trait that he just <laughs> <he's> <laughs> attempts stunts that don't do anything. And he attempts yeah. them. He attempts them in the heat of the moment that he saw in a movie. Like (laughs) he's he's wildly out. He's out of control with his recklessness. Yeah. Uh, So this chase scene is most of the episode. It it uh, it takes us, you know, through some countryside into the city, down into a subway, uh, through some subway tunnels. Uh, They have to get rid of like dodge a train. They like drive through a secret entrance behind a billboard in a subway station, which doesn't make any real sense. But then they end up uh, at the end of this whole sequence at a big goddamn secret lair that i guess only vance works at like just right. one guy in a in an airplane hangar full of computers <laughs> behind the hippo poster in the subway <laughs> yeah you know and, and 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 hold on but but the the driving through the hippo poster also doesn't make any sense because the the villain knows to go through the poster or greg dumont knows to go through the the poster because that's his intel but then the other uh our 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 main characters are told by their computer just to drive through it just because. Uh, yeah, and maybe maybe there's a bit of, like, uh, you know, unspoken Rody can track where Wheels is and sees where he went situation going on, and Rody's like, yeah, That's why I go read it, but it was nonetheless sloppy and dumb to, like, if they're gonna, if it's not gonna become a, 
a problem yeah, it, to solve. It's yeah, it was just it's not assembly airtime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like why have the poster get covered up and then to just say no, go through it. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. okay, all right. I guess yeah. I guess we'll just do that and then solve the problem. <laughs> yeah. So everything gets revealed here at this secret lair uh, where Vance Vance thinks he has the upper hand now. He's got Daisy as leverage. Greg has shown up and now he's going to have Greg take the two computer modules and connect them to his computer so that he can, I don't know, dot, 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 question mark, destroy pole position. Get the source uh, code to destroy pole position or something like that. Yeah. But then Uncle Zach shows up on the big villain camera uh but you know being used for for good guy now and he shows up and reveals that greg has been a secret uh triple agent he's a pole position agent he was setting up a whole situation so that they could get these computers connected to vance's computers to fuck up vance's computer checkmate sir uh yeah first episode where we don't know anything about vance or zach or the computers or greg dumont (laughs) no it had no stakes well, yeah. and and does not hold any amount. I mean, they don't. Why were the kids not told about this? No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the it biggest no thing sense. is why were why were the kids not told about this? This is incredibly risky, incredibly life threatening. Uh, Super also, risky. Greg, we see Greg listening by himself, listening to what the code is so that he can steal it. He n- just if you're working with if you're working with Zach, <laughs> you just know what the code is. I know. What? Also, it's such an irresponsible plan because Daisy got wrapped up in it and Daisy could have died. Because she didn't know and the kids didn't know. And they almost got hit by a train in a tunnel. Like they (laughs) not And then there's a moment too where the the thing the the computer system's gonna blow because they put the the two modules on there. And I wanna clip drop the line of of Daisy's up there and and Which button do I press? Press them all! Press them all. And and then it's about to explode. Like the the Dr. Zach is on there. Can he he's on the screen. Just tell tell him what button to push or like, give him any sort of direction. It was the period I I it was where I I I I didn't I didn't investigate this, but I was then considering that this is maybe just a show that didn't get translated. Like it was just a complete rescript based off of visual data. Because that everything about the last five minutes or so so egregiously makes no sense in story terms, but makes sense if you're trying to make sense of the show you've all like the show <laughs> that you've watched, right? Sure. And just had to put words into it. Yeah, but I don't know. Um, I, I don't think yeah. this was a sh- no. This was a show that was in a different language. No, this no, was written wasn't. in our mother tongue. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I don't know. Okay. I don't know. It's still possible. Maybe it was animated first. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe they had to do rewrites. Who even knows? I here's here's the thing I want to talk about. Everything's fine. They get away from the exploding computer. Now Tess is alone in wheels with Greg. Greg Dumont. I guess that means your dating me was also part of the plan. I tried to tell you, Tess, but I just couldn't. I really care for you, and that wasn't part of the plan. Yeah, I think he's gonna kiss her. That's affirmative. Yeah. And Wheels gets jealous. Hey, Tess, I thought I was your main guy. And, and, she, and then she says, I don't kiss dirty computers and makes out with the with her human boyfriend, Greg Dumont. Well, she says there's some things computers can't do. 
Yeah, yeah. like rock my zone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I need a warm human man to rock my fucking zone. Yikes. <laughs> Wheels, you can't do that. And then but he has if you to could, watch, I, I would, though. Yeah, they're doing it inside him. <laughs> yeah, with like cars that are behind him. There's like a a twelve car backup behind them as they make out on the middle of the street, like in the, at a stoplight. It's, it's madness. And then it cuts to credits, and then we see oh. Sheldon's dad on the screen. And we see Chuck Lorre right there. Uh, what a ride! What a wonderful oh, God. thing! This show is stupid. But I don't know. It has. It has. In a, in a world where we're engaging with it in the style which we do, where we spend one week and we talk about it and we move on, I'm loving it. You know, uh, knowing yeah, knowing that we the, don't have to do anymore. It's hot garbage and 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 incessant nonsense. It's fun. It's fun to be in there for it. Uh, Daisy calls her kidnapper a turkey. Just uh, <laughs> <laughs> fun. Yeah. yeah. There's and so it's many. just in general kind of a, a troublesome smart Alec the whole time she's kidnapped. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god, what is it? There's something there's something that he says, uh You're a bad guy, aren't you? That's a matter of opinion. Well, you stole wheels and kidnapped me. So it's my opinion that you're a bad guy. I second your opinion, Daisy. Then it's settled. You're a bad guy. And someone ought to tell your mother. <laughs> it's funny. It is it's yeah. not bad. But that's this episode. The next one. I, I don't know. I don't know that there's as much defending the next one. Well, let's let's go to a sponsor first. Hey, Austin. Yeah, Andy. Uh, we have a new sponsor. You ready? Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> I know how much you love this one. I know that you've personally uh, partaken in the in the fun here. Uh, so please tell us all about McDonald's new adult play places. God, yes. Okay. So McDonald's new adult play places. This is designed exclusively for the new modern millennial, you know, like, look out. You're ready to adult hard. You know, you're probably mm. a hardworking Ravenclaw or a Slytherin <laughs> or a Hufflepuff. And, you know, you're you're working, you're adulting hard 24 seven at your job. And it's like, oh, brother. And you just want to, you know, you want to pet your dog out home and have wine bowls and you need to relax hard, right? And so you're gonna. What do you come call your dog? Do you affectionately refer to your dog as your child? As it's my it's my child pupper, my <laughs> sweet pupper doggo. And so, and like Taylor Swift says, you need to calm down. Right. Agreed. Yeah. Hardcore. Thanks, Tay Tay. And so, mm-hmm. uh, this is for the modern millennial who's just ready to chill out. Okay. And when you come to a McDonald's adult play place, no kids are allowed. No kids get to have fun because it's all adults and we're all just sitting around and uh, uh, sharing Facebook memes remotely. <laughs> who's playing on the who's who's playing on the speaker? Um, <laughs> you know, just the fun pop hits of yesterday. Uh, so, but you Phil know, Collins. With- Philadelphia Collins. <laughs> Philadelphia's <laughs> own Collins. <laughs> trains, uh, trains drops of Jupiter. Oh yeah, the way they used to make music. Mm. Um <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, and that's what's up. And then, so the cool new thing, though, that McDonald's is offering is just um, that they're trying out uh, are just rails and rails of Coke um, <laughs> oh. Oh. that are sort of hidden in fun new areas of the of the play place. And so they're going to try this out. There's no kids. Any, you know, there's no kids anymore. 
Um, right. Because you know we're we're fully in a children of men scenario, and it's just it's just millennials who are just so <laughs> hashtag adulting that they're all that's left. They've got Harry Potter on audiobook. Yeah, and so all you gotta <laughs> do now is just do rails of coke, uh, and because um, you know why not do a bump? <laughs> yeah, who cares? Don't be a chump. Do a bump. Uh, <laughs> you know, ba da ba ba ba. I'm bumping it. Well, hey, y'all, we're, we're back here in the Riddle Cave. Uh, we're down to just our last couple of fingers, unfortunately. We've done very poorly, and these riddles are either very good or just really poorly described. Um, uh, Where does today but, come before yesterday, Austin? Oh, God. Uh, this is his last finger. Uh, this is his oh, very last no. finger. Uh, after it? Uh-oh. That's <laughs> not right. Oh, no. <laughs> What was the answer? Andrew. I have to know. Wait a minute, you're going to uh, make right. me answer it? No, I'm not, because I'm Riddle Mouth, the man who says the question and the answer to, to riddles. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a dictionary. In the dictionary today oh, comes before yesterday. Oh, God. Ah. Oh. oh, here's just, a fun one, everybody. No, just fucking take my hands. But, button, up, <laughs> button up your blouse for this one. Uh, what can't be put in a saucepan? The lid. <laughs> oh god my eyes are gone I oh, keep no. your, you should have uh, answered well <laughs> thankfully he still hasn't taken my mouth and so I can tell us what the synopsis is for pole position episode 2 the canine vanishes uh, the team goes to the Florida Everglades looking for Pandora a lost dog that is carrying an important vaccine they must find the dog before enemy agents get their hands on her yeah the, yeah. You remember when they were like, we're going to the Florida Everglades? <laughs> I do remember that, actually. Yes. There's something about a traveling show that makes no light of really getting to travel. Like, they just sort of... It just... It, the whole show is completely quantum. Everybody warps where they need to be cons- constantly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this one... This one is... I feel like, yeah, there's a lot of whatever going on with this doctor and a vaccine and a dog. And we got to find the dog. What this episode is, is a vehicle for Dan to show me how trash he is. And at every turn, Dan just ruined my faith in humanity. He is constantly just such a piece of shit. He's fucking disgusting. If I ever lose my faith in Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Repeatedly. And it's all because he's obsessed with their cover story. He wants to be... He doesn't want to be a secret agent. He just wants no. to be the stunt driver. And they're like, hey, look, this is this is the, the setup for the whole episode. We get information from Dr. Zach that there's this guy named Dr. Hastings who's developed a vaccine that's 100% effective against all forms of biological warfare. Wow. And, and Dan's response is, but I got a stunt I'm working on. Can this wait? <laughs> and Dr. Hastings... Yeah. Just shoots it into his dog. <laughs> yeah. 
But like, imagine if uh, one of the Mighty Ducks was like, oh, we can't save the planet right now. I got to practice my slap shot. Yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly. For three hours. Like, no, you stop playing hockey and you go get in the spaceship or whatever and you save the world. Exactly. And it's like there are at least three, maybe even four separate occasions where something like this happens. And Dan's like, but my stunts. <laughs> uh yeah so so they're they go after this doctor um who is has this cool vaccine and they drive up and they see his lab is on fire um and they're like oh no he's trapped in there we got to be delicate and then they just plow their car into the side of their building (laughs) you know burning buildings uh, famously don't have any problems structurally so you can just break down a wall and it's fine yeah They just gun it in there. Uh, And then they they proceed uh, to use like an infrared heat camera to find him, which makes no sense because in a burning building, you wouldn't be able to see anything. (laughs) It's all hot. (laughs) But they somehow still find him. They find Dr. Hastings and he's worried about his dog, Pandora. And later on in the the episode, uh, we realize that, of course, that's because he's put his only remaining sample of this miracle vaccine uh, in his dog. Uh, But to the characters in the moment, it just sort of seems like a man who loves his dog. Right. Now, my favorite scene in this whole episode comes from the moment after they save him and some other shitty guy shows up. Some suspicious looking man shows up and is complaining about the fire happening and complaining to Dr. Hastings. And he says out loud, uh, (laughs) you and I were the only two people here at the center who knew of your research. Mop up the water in the lab. We'll get a crew in to clear the debris. Yes, sir. Oh, and I guess also you, uh, strange, inconspicuous European <laughs> groundskeeper. <laughs> <laughs> who's like standing to his left. You're talking about a man whose who's name is Stu Collins. And this character is confounding to me because he's, he maybe is in there to be a red herring. Like, oh, I bet he's the bad guy. But we see him only on two occasions. This one where he's just gruff and mean. And later on when they're looking for Dr. Hastings, they go to his office and he's like, fuck you. I don't know where he is. And then we <laughs> never see the man again. And he's named. The the janitor guy doesn't get a name. And he's the foreign secret agent who's doing everything. But we learn yeah, Stu's surprise. name. Right. We do learn about Stu Collins. Who's <laughs> <laughs> apparently just a dick. Yeah. Um, which I do like that. But as as a way to throw off the... Again, incredibly conspicuous uh, foreign <laughs> groundskeeper who, who really is like, uh, you remember the shifty eyed dog in The Simpsons? It just pans yeah. over to the dog who just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there's a funness with the with the with him because they, I think they, they try to play it later, either for some sort of gag or a really poorly f- played out. I don't know. Morality play. So basically. Uh, this uh, this this foreign agent, uh, he was the janitor. It was like in my country, I was a general, which I think was supposed to be like, you know, the same way we've you know you hear about somebody who was a doctor or something who has to be a taxi driver, right? But it's like right. that doesn't translate. You can't just move to another country and ask to be the general. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you guys taking any applications for general? <laughs> oh God. Well, and I actually, I think general promotions are done through Congress. So, you know, you'd have to. Okay, you're out of the podcast. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but so we're at that point. Also, uh, it's worth mentioning that this groundskeeper has no 
discernible accent, specific accent. I mean, it's no. like French, it's German. It's generic European. Excuse me. I couldn't help overhearing. I know Dr. Hastings. He'd never just put up stakes like that. Something's wrong, and it sounds like your sisters have gotten caught up in it, too. But so Dan sucks again and yes. is being told by a man who just came out of a survivor of a burning building, a traumatized man who's like, please look after my dog right now. And Dan's like, <laughs> yeah, fucking sure. Okay. But I gotta practice my stunts. I gotta flip my car. I gotta do trick. I gotta do car stunts. I'm not watching nobody's yeah. dog. And yeah, so this so he, fucking disgusting man pawns his responsibilities off on his tiny little sister and is like, here, you watch the dog, you little bitch. And you always, you like, wanted a family. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's something that'll care about you. <laughs> a little dog. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, and by accident, she does the most like helpful thing in this whole episode. Which is she's playing hide and seek with Kuma and now with uh, with Pandora, and she steals Wheels's like tracking device and puts it on Kuma, uh, because presumably she says, "I just want to show Kuma who's got the brains," you know, so she'll cheat at hide and seek. But Kuma's realized what's going on, and he puts the tracking device on Pandora instead, which of course is helpful because now when Pandora gets stolen, they can track Pandora with the tracking device. So like everyone else is being shitty. Or not helpful or completely oblivious. And on accident, the little kid does the most useful thing. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. Which, you know, could work if we played it for a laugh, but it just serves to make me more mad at the main characters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so so then Pandora eventually runs off fully. And so Daisy has to run back to her siblings and ask for help. And uh, Dan, you know, is, ex- <laughs> is again Phil. just the <laughs> shittiest person in the world. He's made um, and it's like, I, I don't care. The dog catcher probably has him. We'll just wait a couple hours and pick him up from the pound if he hasn't been euthanized. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but there is a great line after where he's like, Look, I got to go practice. If you're practicing to be a jerk, I think you've got it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. There's a ton of nonsense in the back half. They, uh, like the, Tess and Daisy get uh, sort of, I don't know, they get sandwiched between two big trucks and one truck shoves them into the back of another truck. Uh, and then they're they're like captured and, and tied up in some weird shack in the middle of the bayou. Um, well, not the bayou, but the, the, the swamp. Um, right. And uh, and so Dan has to finally be like, I guess something probably is wrong. Uh, and he checks in on Dr. Hastings. Uh and can't find him. Talks to Stu Collins. Stu Collins doesn't care. And then our very suspicious janitor. <laughs> and tell me if you have a reason for why he would do this. Suggests he goes and looks for them. Isn't the janitor behind it? Why would he want Dan anywhere near it? Well, that's why yeah. I was saying from the beginning, every single strange coincidence and plot contrivance feels like it was written after the fact like it was trying to make sense <laughs> like of it's a, a C-Lab that's scenario like yeah like a plot that's set in stone and they have to put dialogue to it that yeah um i don't get it i don't get it at all because you're 100 right yeah it just, it's so weird uh and 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 that 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 specific moment threw me off the janitor because of course that first immediate moment you're like oh i wonder what's going on with that guy this moment was like oh i guess he's Nothing. Yeah, it did kind of. If if that was the plan to get us fully into the, like Tinker Tailor Soldier spy mode, <laughs> uh, it did work. 
I was I was convinced he was not the the Scooby Doo villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and of course their whole you know their whole thing is is to go after Doctor Hastings. So like yeah, again having the pole position doesn't. He's not like he's trying to lure them into a trap so we can finally crush the pole position. No, they're not even part of it. No, they just want this vaccine. Yeah. So anyway, they Dan goes to save them. Uh, they've like set a trap for him in the shack uh, with the with the transmitter that the bad guys have found. And Dan like trips a tripwire and a gigantic boulder like crushes the shack, which seems like something, again, way too much effort to set up just to kill one dude. Uh, yeah. But they did it anyway. Some just sort of Indiana him. Jones boulder. Just shit. have a guy. <laughs> they don't carry guns. Just have a guy in there to shoot him. <laughs> You're yeah. a general, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, he was a general in his country. The, the bar right, is a lot right, lower. Right. So, yeah, I mean, so then he escapes uh, from the boulder trap and then he meets up with the siblings and, and they all kind of confront the goons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's what? There's Then there's another nonsense chase through the Everglades, I believe. Yes. Absolutely, there is. They've got airboats, and they turn their supercars into boats, and it's a big boat chase. It's kind of fun, uh, and they're chasing after. And there's a moment where the pole position crew go up to water and like, oh no, dead end, and then take a minute to remember that their cars go on water. Um, <laughs> and so then they drive on the water, and the the goons are like seeing that, and they're like, "Gee, I never saw cars that could drive on the water before." I don't care if they can walk on water. <laughs> and you know that that's not that that's not how that the expression doesn't work if the thing you <laughs> said cars. before is better. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but drive on water is better. You're right. Driving on water is better. I don't care if they can walk on water. Well, you know, that's that's not as good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. There's I don't know. There's hey, a lot Jesus. of Jesus. Toot toot. <laughs> out of the way <laughs> uh yeah i don't know everything everything culminates they get to this airfield uh there's a plane gonna take off with dr hastings on it uh the, the pole position crew seems to think that dr hastings is the bad guy based on some like misinterpreted things they overheard the bad guys saying but they show right. up on the plane oh. and dr hastings is all tied up right yeah or is um, it dr hastings or is it because <laughs> At this moment, we we alluded to it before, but you see it. It Doctor Hastings is wearing something like a green jacket and like a, I don't know, yellow tie or I don't know, different different kind of tie, and he is an again an old white man, sort of with a mustache and white hair, and it just jumps to Doctor Zach, the yeah. other old white man named who's a doctor. And wears a suit and a tie. Yeah, if this show was in 2020 and just didn't care about keeping track of the old white men, it would be applauded. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what had to have happened is that in the, like, when they ship the storyboards over, you know, they just said doctor, right? It's the doctor. And because yeah. they have Dr. Oh. Zach, they have Dr. Zach and Dr. Hastings, whoever had, was in yeah. charge of that shot, that animator just drew one of the doctors. And so <laughs> it's very clear that these these shots yeah, they just, go. They're working on like twelve shows at the same time. They open their pole position drawer to pull out the like reference like character designs of like yeah here's Doctor Zach fuck it there he is I'll put him in the shot yeah right. it's 
that and that, they didn't fix it. It's a huge. It's a huge error because it just cuts from one, literally one man tied up to a different man tied up, and then back to the other man tied up. <laughs> and it's not a quick scene. Like it's it's no. noticeable. It's extreme because uh, it's a close up. It's a close up shot of a different man <laughs> for a show that's already incomprehensible. It it just takes it into the unwatchable space. I think for a yeah. person who's for a kid trying to make sense of what's happening in this TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen a continuity error that bad. Like, there's a moment later where, like, our groundskeeper reveals himself in the plane as the villain, and his hair is is orange, and then it goes brown for another shot later. Uh-huh. Like, it's just brown hair. And that's, like, noticeable, but not not All as... of the old white men look like they used Dr. Zack as a model. They've all got kind of right. the same head and mustache and mm-hmm. haircut. Right. I'm trying to think. I think maybe the only other thing that we've watched on the show that's had a, a, a continuity error that bad has been that one episode, uh, the like ghost episode of Hulk Hogan, where yeah. uh, where once her butt was supposed to be in the secret room they were finding, but then she's in the group trying to open the secret room. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, thinking about the pro stars, like the weird animation smear on the side of the wall. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right, it's right. Pretty bad, too. But no, this is by but far But this the worst. is worse than all of it. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're in the plane. I don't know. It takes off. They have a fight on the plane. The like European general gets handily taken care of. But now no one knows how to fly the plane. Uh, but but guess what? Guess fucking what? Wheels has a flight con- like an air traffic control manual in his memory banks, and so he starts using his sexy voice to like talk them through the process. And yeah. then nothing comes of that either. No, nothing happens there. There's no, again, no payoffs to the setups and no setups to the payoffs. Uh, it's just they decide to, there, well, there is a payoff. It's in, just a roller coaster of random things happening conveniently. Right, mm-hmm. right. But so they all jump in with it, whichever car, not wheels, the other it's one. It's Rody. Rody is in the plane. And so they, they all jump into Rody and, and just drive off into the sky. Uh, and, then the parachutes deploy, which did get set up at the beginning when yes, uh, Dan was trying to do his stunts, and there was a brick wall suddenly in the middle of the, in the middle of his stunt track, <laughs> which he didn't know about, <laughs> and so he has to deploy these parachutes. And so you know the parachutes do come back, so they were established. It's a yep. really low bar, but somehow that's the <laughs> the only payoff they have in this entire episode. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they safely land and that's, you know, I guess that's it. Yeah. Right. And then we find Basically. out about the dog. Yeah. Oh, and it's a dog. Oh, great. Cool. And Dr. Zachary's like, oh yeah, he's from a foreign government and they wanted the whatever. Cool. Thanks. Doc. Cool. Cool. Thanks for what all a, the help a, that you never give. What a swamp hog. <laughs> They do multiple times call the goons that they're chasing a swamp hog. This guy's a real swamp hog. They declare it very loudly like it's it's a punchline for for a Something. joke that we know that we get. Yeah. <laughs> what a swamp hog. Or some kind of no, like something with some sort of true meaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where swamp hogs go. Like what? <laughs> what is the? Why do you keep saying this? <laughs> Okay, everybody, we're back. We're back from our break. Uh, it's the cave of the Riddle Mouth Man. You know where we're at. Yeah. It's uh, been a good week. It's been a good week. For despite, you. 
It's been a great week for me. I've got all my fingers and toes. <laughs> and yeah, uh, I and I and I also and I only had to watch one week of pole position. So everything is coming up riddle mouth on this <laughs> on this week. I oh. uh I had a lot of fun with this with this nonsense awful show. Yeah. Part of me wants to push push it to 2 weeks, but I also feel like historically I'm happier just having a good week with a show that shouldn't have even been that much fun. Yeah. I, know, I don't want to get tired of it. I don't want to get tired of this, you know, and yeah. we will. It will I become a chore will. any further than this. <laughs> Something we didn't talk about during the actual episode discussions that I want to I want to at least call out is that the, I thought the music was pretty fun for most of this show. It, it was bit. it was wild and banging slapping stanky synthesizers. It felt like a mix of like, you know, the kind of sounds that you would get on a on an 80s synthesizer that you could buy and like also a mix of like FM synthesis off like a Genesis, like a Sega Genesis sound chip. Mm-hmm. Like like it had like a weird mix of sounds that I thought was kind of fun. And they kept doing like little remixes of the main theme, which is a banger. So I didn't care. I was like, yeah, bring that song back. Same song. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, it, like it, sometimes it even got overbearing, like, like, yeah, it uh, was overbearing. It was really like, you couldn't focus on too much else <laughs> happening because the music was like such a starring, like it, it really pulls so much focus. Yeah. It kind of, I don't know, but it's better than really focus. There wasn't much to focus on. Anyway, so, mm-hmm. I mean, it's better than the music sucking, right? Yeah. Like right. that, that has hurt my feelings way more than like music. That's a little too present, but still decent. Well, it's not um, good. I mean, it was not, not good music, but it's noticeable music. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't ever. Hey, pro tip for anyone listening: if you ever go to a concert, don't ever tell someone their music was noticeable. If it's you're not struggling good, for but a compliment. it's noticeable. Huh? <laughs> well, your music was really noticeable. <laughs> you attend your friend's band and you try to like come up with a, you know. A way to truthfully talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I really I could really hear. It. Yeah, I could really hear all the notes. <laughs> oh god hey did you notice how uh how extremely rarely kuma the 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 monkey dog cat bear raccoon uh was mentioned in our discussion it's because they weren't relevant because they didn't no, do no. a damn thing no nothing happens with kuma show. they don't no nothing goes anywhere nothing happens for a reason uh just like life you know Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's God, it's so poorly written. It's almost like a, <laughs> it's almost like Sheldon and his friends. Uh, it <laughs> sort of reminds me a little bit of of like Sheldon and his friends uh, when they're trying to like see see a girl's boobs or something. Um, <laughs> sure, by like illegally spying on them with a camera or something. Sheldon and the Bazinga Boys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Bazinga Bus is coming, and uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. So young, young Sheldon before he had more know-how probably wrote this show, um, and I don't recommend it. But if you want to watch any of it, watch just these two episodes and walk away forever. If like you we're doing. love what goes on in that apartment with the, with the <laughs> <laughs> this is where it all started. <laughs> Actually, it's true. If you go to Chuck's wiki page and it's like got a selected filmography, the very first thing on the list is pole position. So- oh fuck! 
<laughs> so it oh is my like God. it is Sheldon Begins. So yeah. Anyway, and uh, and Dan is our proto Sheldon. <laughs> God. Well, uh, winning. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Hey, thanks for thanks for being with us. We're gonna start something new tomorrow or next week. We're gonna start something new next week. So, uh, and I apologize. Tomorrow. Not tomorrow. And every I apologize time. if you at, want. At more all times, we're watching something new. Forever. What's the What's the answer to that riddle? The answer is we'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs>